hey guys, how do you feel uh, starting a new campaign? It's It's been a while since we've done that. Um, I know for some of you here, this is only the second time that's ever happened. I almost died from kidney stones, and George <laughs> W. Bush doesn't care. <laughs> I mean... You got I mean, this to look forward to, at least. <laughs> he specifically said that. I mean... He really called you out on yeah, national television? It was odd. Came out of retirement just to say... <laughs> He's, he was busy, you know, doing paintings down in Texas. And he's just like, hold on, hold on. These are oils. They'll stay wet for a while. Fuck that guy. <laughs> My next three paintings are going to be called Brad's Kidney Stone. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still a little, a little out George of it. W. Bush doesn't care about your narrow urethra. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little wider now. <laughs> Fun fact. Peggy, the doctor said I've got a narrow urethra. <laughs> <laughs> that, not anymore. Welcome back, Vault Dwellers. We once again return to the village of Kafnir, along the southern Voldenheim coast. It's a quiet morning in the village. Normally the villagers rise early and set about their labors, but with winter upon them, the inhabitants, well, they're a little slower to rise. The fields have all been harvested and the bounty stored away, hopefully lasting until spring. As the sun starts to rise, some villagers later on will pull small sleds out of the wilderness and gather firewood, and small groups of hunters might venture forth to look for game to supplement the winter stores. But for now, all is quiet and peaceful. I'm in my little rat's nest and just laying sort of disheveled, you know, leg hanging over one little branch. And then he wake up and he's like, you know, gets a little shake, a little fluff, goes over to his little thimble sink and starts putting a little thimble sink how big is this thimble <laughs> I, thimble sink I don't know I'm a rat actual, folks so. actual rat hey I'm <laughs> wanting everything to be uh, lifelike okay like seven inches tall <laughs> I want to see the thumb that holds this thimble it could be from a giant I don't I, know yeah do you thimble. want that's a good idea exactly I, it's I an want ogre a, thimble I want a back let this, let this be my sink damn it <laughs> Mind your P's and Q's. He's like, hey, who's telling the story? You're, you're right. So I'm, anyway, I'm sorry. Go over to my thimble sink, throw a little splash on there, shake it off, get ready for the day. And as I'm looking in the mirror, you know, I start giving a little poke to some of the scars on my face from practicing and all actual battles, from dueling. Start organizing my thoughts for the day, getting ready for whatever the world may throw at me. The ground shakes, and as people run out, to the streets, they see a giant approaching the town saying, Where's my thimble? <laughs> I'll go get my sewing off. I'll kill everyone I my, here. I got three magic beans. <laughs> God. Make fun of my sink. What's your, uh, what do you do? Uh, it's even worse. Okay. Do <laughs> you want me to just get to it? Yeah, go, go for go it. it. All right. Um, we panned uh, like the, to the house that he shares with his friend. And like, 
there appears to be nobody there as like the camera's kind of panning but like there's like this crappy dinette set like against the wall in the kitchen and like we see it like someone pushes it like off the wall and like climbing out from under some blankets is Turk and he like likes to make himself like a little cave or something to sleep like it's a little um, Rambo-esque or whatever like you can maybe get the vibe that he doesn't like sleeping in a bed normally like that's not what he's used to and he just kind of hops up and like washes himself in a a giant's jock strap (laughs) (laughs) as you do lame (laughs) (laughs) it it was an athletic sewing (laughs) ogre that that was slain by the four heroes we all took trophies from this (laughs) you took it from the giant's wiener cool And, uh, yeah, yeah, he just, he gets ready for the day. So Garok rises early from a room in the back of, uh, perhaps there's a communal living space where he takes a charitable shelter. And he rises early, lighting a bouquet of herbs that infuses the room with a kind of incense fragrance. As he rises, he takes morning devotion by candlelight flipping through a holy book. It's clear to see. Written in an, an odd script for an orc. It's written in Elvish. And after a short time of devotion, he closes the book. He steps over to the sink and he begins to don his, his priestly garb, covering a intricate tattoo, a warlike one emblazoned around his heart. He applies a war mask of paint, symbolizing the gods, with it, he covers an intricate scar pattern on his face. He purposefully applies this war mask over it to, to obscure it from view and steps out into the cool morning air. Also, right. he, he lights a candle made of giant's earwax. <laughs> he goes, Donkey! <laughs> Get out of my swamp! <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sean's like, I give up. Yeah, it's a, no, you have to compose I was trying to think of, of some piece of a giant. So. <laughs> it's a uh, troll's fingernail. It never stops growing. That's right. You can <laughs> gnaw on it all day long. You shave a little bit off every mm-hmm. day. Yeah, yeah. Tasty. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> um, so Thorgrim lives in a hovel, uh, kind of on the edge of town. It, it's, um, it's actually relatively spacious, but... Um, it's not terribly well put together or maintained, and in fact, inside, as one looks around, you know, there, there's furniture in there. There's a, a simple wooden table. Uh, there's a, a bed that appears to have collapsed, uh, actually. Um, yeah, it's got straw bedding and, and so forth, and it, it doesn't look like that straw has been changed any time recently. Um, there's kind of trash on the floor, rubbish in the corner. You know, lots of stuff in there, but it's it's a mess. Um half-eaten food on plates and discarded things. And, uh, Thorgrim is sitting in, in on the floor uh, kneeling, uh, actually sitting cross-legged is what I meant to say, and is, uh, is, is got his eyes closed and is kind of humming to himself and, and saying some affirmations. Breathing deeply. Mm. Calm. Mm. Just find my center. Mm. Center. Mm. 
And after doing that for a while, he rouses himself and checks his possessions and then um, pulls aside the rather dirty blanket uh, that covers the front door and uh, walks out into the street. Uh, it's evident that Thorgrim considers himself something of a, well, a, a representative of the town. Not, not actually holding any sort of elected position or anything like that, but that doesn't stop him from wandering around and greeting townspeople who regard him with varying degrees of tolerance. Um, you know, he, he says, oh, good to see you again. Hello. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, good. oh nice. nice. Oh, look at the little one there. <laughs> How old is she? He. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, oh, good. No, good to see you. Yes. Um, over there. Oh, ah, that infection is looking a lot better. Uh, yes, you've been really can hardly see the redness anymore. That's really Can you good. please heal it? <laughs> uh, oh, no. I, I, I have no skill in healing. Um, but um, I'm pretty sure if you keep putting on that uh, that poultice of giant's piss, you'll be able to find... Uh, <laughs> I mean, that'll eat through anything. I'm getting a bit low. Mm-hmm. Well, we, perhaps perhaps we can try to slay another. The last one proved fruitful. I mean, you can still find pieces of him all over town. Everyone took a trophy, really. Mm-hmm. It's a bit morbid. Yes. The bladder was especially useful. I, the children were bouncing it like a balloon after it got blown up. Hmm. I heard your people's fluids could heal wounds. Uh, well, <laughs> expectorate on me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I could, uh, but um, I, I think you're not quite there yet. Tell you what, tell you what. If if that uh, arm turns any more black, you come see me, and uh, and I'll see if I can help you. Wanka. That's well. That's. <laughs> I have to bleed a lot, you see, to... I'm not... I'm not all here, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> the okay. morphine hasn't all worn off. <laughs> there was, and then I, they gave me hydrocodines. Shit. What size? How'd you uh, drive here? <laughs> fast. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't remember. <laughs> he thought it was fast. Just five miles an hour. Never been so calm while you sped through town. Huh? <laughs> the noise of a loud drum shatters the peace of the morning. Drums manned by sentries on the palisade walls. Every villager knows the cadence and the beats the watchers use as signals. This drum beat means caution. Not a full alarm, but the sentries have spotted something. The villagers quickly become busy readying themselves in, in case the drum beat changes to something more threatening. While those with more martial training quickly report to the walls. Thusly our four heroes make their way to the main gate. Looking out of the city, they see the yellow of the sunrise begin to bounce off a fluffy layer of freshly fallen snow. Trudging their way through this pristine landscape can be seen three goblins. They appear bloodied and beaten, with two of them mostly carrying the third. What you guys want to do? So, sorry, are we up on Yeah, walls? you're up on the wall. I'll, I'll start making my way down. I'm guessing breakfast is canceled. Well, I mean... Um... I think, do they look like they're our goblins? Uh, some from our village, or, or do they uh, appear to be strangers to us? Uh, you, nobody's recognizing them at the moment. Hmm. This is an opportunity, perhaps, for us to uh, make some allies. I, I feel that uh, we should go. As the goblins approach, they begin to call out to the sentries, Help, help! We seek aid! We, we, come, from, we come from Dirtshade! Now, the four of you know that Dirtshade is a small gathering of goblins about ten miles to the southwest. Not really large enough to be called a town or anything like that. 
Uh, it's a small den of 30 to 40 goblins. They've managed to make small homes and raised covered earth barrows. They mostly keep them themselves, but have been pretty decent enough neighbors. From time to time, they trade with other settlements, including Kafnir. Um, they've actually earned a reputation as expert beekeepers, um, and the honey they produce is highly regarded. I, I, I feel that a... I would be cautious about eating <laughs> goblin honey. That doesn't sound like, <laughs> like that's a appetizing treat. Well, I already have bandages out in my hand and been making my way down, and I just call out to the to whoever's manning the gate, open the gate, if only to let me out. So just then, um, the unofficial mayor of Kafnir is a hobgoblin by the name of Everil Stalk. This isn't an official position or title, but everybody regards her as one of the wisest and is often informally called mayor, and very few people dispute it. So, uh, the mayor of Kafnir. She also signals for the gate to be open, and the four of you, as well as an, a small crowd, uh, rushes down to greet the three goblins. Several people grab them and help them into the village and into a nearby cottage. That's their signal to go ahead and close the gate. The goblins appear exhausted. They have a number of wounds, mostly bruises, that cover their body. One of them has an obviously broken leg that needs immediate medical attention. Their feet show early signs of frostbite. They're likely going to live, but not without some permanent damage. I would like to uh, provide some medicinal aid. And indeed you can. They, they allow it. Some people bring in some food. Uh, they're definitely hungry. Some, some drink. They get them uh, close to the fire. And... Garrick and a few other healers go to start tending to them as best they can. Thank, thank you, thank you for, for taking us in. Um, I'm, I'm Wix. This is my, my cousin Lugs. And the, the, the one with the broken leg is our friend Tuck. Wiggs loves Tuck. What, uh, what happened to you to cause these grievous injuries? Uh, our, uh, we, we, need, we need help. Our, our village needs, needs help. We've... Six, the hobgoblins kind of, I you know, cautiously looks over at the mayor and uh, begging, begging your pardon, madam, but but th there were six of them, big mean hobgoblins. They showed up a few days ago and they started beating people up, and they they say they're in charge now. We tried to to fight back, but they they killed a couple of us and strung them up as examples. Did you recognize them, or did they wear any sort of tabard, any flag? Did they fly? They. They, ha they all wear a symbol, but we've never seen it before. Describe it to us. And he kind of, you know, reaches over, and this cottage is a dirt floor, so they, they grab a nearby utensil, and they scratch a, a piece in the dirt, and it looks almost like a, a, a triangle stood on its end, and then it has two little curvy pieces that, that come out of it. It looks like a rune of some sort, but none of you have ever seen it before. That is most unfortunate. Do you recognize? No. Mm. That's that's why it's unfortunate. Are they still there? I mean, are they ruling the town or did they just um They're mostly eating all our food and, and, and making everybody do everything for them. It's 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 only by luck that we managed to escape. Did they have any other demands or nothing at the moment, but they were making everybody do everything for them. We're pretty much just just there to serve them now and it's only a matter of time, and there's several that are badly beaten. I don't know how long they'll last. So they're not gathering you into some sort of army or force or something? No, there's just the six of them. They, 
I think they plan to stay the winter and just eat all our food, make <laughs> us make us wait on them hand and foot. This fills me with a great deal of distress. They shouldn't be allowed to impose such tyranny upon these weak, pathetic little people, these these terrible wretches, these awful little green things. Careful, your you is showing. Pardon me? No, nothing. I was just feeling sorry for them. Look at their wretchedness. Um, have you tried poison? If they eat poison, they'll die. Generally, you do that to bad people. Oh, you mean to give it to the to the hob? I'm sorry. Go ahead. That seems the most effective way. We, it's, it's like I said, it's it's only by luck that we even we're even here. I don't know. Maybe somebody. I don't know if anybody has poison. Maybe maybe some of the herb masters would, would know something. But they honestly, everybody's just so scared. The last people who tried anything, they they strung them up. They killed them. Well, I don't need the cards to tell me what's going to happen. They might not stop there, right? Well, uh, I'd like to see them try you, that here. You have warriors. You you can help, right? Imagine it's like a weed in your garden. Sure, it's just one weed, but if you leave it unattended, the seeds grow, and then you've got more weeds and more hobgoblins. It would strengthen the bond between uh, their little village and ours if we were to render some aid. I would like to think they would do the same for us. Did you leave through the cover of night? Uh, kind of. They, they, they beat us up because we were troublemakers. They called us. They, they locked us in a shed, but they, they, they weren't paying attention. And Tuck over there, it was his, his shed. He had a spare key. So when everything got good and dark, we quietly snuck out and made for here. These hobgoblins, you describe them as warriors. Are they all of a martial disposition, or were some of them spellcasters or clerics or anything like that? No, they mostly just seemed to like to beat things up. Hmm. They had some armor and weapons. I, I wouldn't call it really fancy, but, but it's better than anything we have. Good to know. Are there any secret ways into the village that we might use to our advantage? Mm, not really. It's not a big place. Are there any walls? No. That would have been handy. Uncharacteristically, like, Tuck meanders over to them and, like, takes one of their hands and pats it. Like, you did well to resist as much as you could. When you cease resisting is when they win. That's what we thought. We can't just let them do it. Agreed. But, but we don't have, we don't have any warriors. Why, I believe you're in luck. You're talking to... Three, four, four of the best uh, that are in our town right now. I will roll the bones. They say no less than 13. <laughs> oh, everyone left again. <sighs> Very well. I say, th this is an outstanding opportunity for us to help out some people who could really use it. Uh, uh, let's go now, gentlemen. He, right now. He is the first one, man. What's that? He is the first one, man. <laughs> is, the, uh, is the mayor still here? Uh, yes, she's she's there, kind of nodding thoughtfully. Avril, what say you? Can you lend any aid? We should help. But right now is a bad time to have too many warriors away if anything else were to happen. If the four of you went, we could keep the rest of our warriors here. Because indeed, there are other people here. Uh, you guys may be four of the best, but by by all means, there's a number of people who are trained, uh, essentially as guards and even a few warriors with some experience. So if the rest stayed, 
It would still keep the guard intact, and you guys could go if you think you could handle such a threat. Have you seen that symbol before? No. It doesn't look like any of the runes anybody used. It seems hmm, different. I, I think this is something that we could easily do if there are only six of them and three, four of us. I, I, I mean, that's... um. That's what, two or three, four we have to kill each, and then we're I can good, only or? count to four. <laughs> Pretty certain. I mean, it's not oh. many. I'm not sure the math checks out, but I don't know enough about numbers to dispute it. So. I'm actually not a skilled mathematician. I, I don't know if that's if, apparent. Regardless, this mystery appeals to me. We should go and learn what we can and um, strike down brigands when they rear their heads. If the four of you are willing to to take this task upon yourselves, you'd be doing not not only the, the village of Dirtshade, but indeed Kafnir, a great favor. Anything we can do to strengthen the area. Well, that sounds like a two for one. Who can resist such a bargain? Wait, how many again? Well, just think of it this way. If you kill two and he kills two and he kills two, that's all six. <clears throat> you sure about that? Absolutely. Well, and we'd have a spare. I mean, I'll take your word for it, sure, yes. <clears throat> Well, no time like the present. It's settled then. So the four of you go gather your things and head to the village. And village is a strong word, but uh, of dirt shade. The various yurts. You know, gentlemen, I, I do have something to bring up. Perhaps that, uh, you know, a show of strength and some strong words, but diplomatically phrased, might might be the key here. We may not have to resort to violence. Um, perhaps if we give them a chance to realize that they have done the people of this village wrong and, um, you know, atone for their sins, make, make it up to them, and, and, and then they can be off, and, and we don't necessarily have to kill them. I would give them the chance to surrender. Oh, good, yes. yes. Well, yes, you know. Perhaps I can talk to them. Huh. I'm very persuasive when I want to be. I can never tell if you're being sarcastic or not. <laughs> He's sarcastic. He's chuckling sarcastically now, isn't he? <laughs> I thought it was more of a <laughs> disturbingly. <laughs> it sounds very... Uh, sorry, I have a tickle in my throat. <laughs> it sounds very maniacal, but he's very tiny, so, you know. Uh, anything you guys want to do in the town before you go? I say goodbye to my loved ones. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm done. Well, the trip to Dirt Shade is relatively uneventful. It's easy to follow the tracks left behind by the three goblins. It takes a little longer than normal. The, the snow is a little deeper than you'd expected and does slow you down a bit, but 10 miles isn't too far. And within a couple hours, you find yourself approaching. It's like we're going to school, walking 10 miles one way in the snow. Uphill, both ways. <laughs> As you approach with caution, you suddenly hear cries for help. Interrupted by what sounds like singing. It's odd. Is it coming from the direction that we're going? Mm -hmm. ahead? It seems to be coming right from the village. And it seems like a stark contrast. So I have terrain stalker uh, with the snow terrain. Mm -hmm. We yep. think nice. um, some recon would be... Uh, it sounds like shit might be going down, but I can basically stealth without a uh, sneak, without attempting a stealth check, as long as I move no more than five feet and don't move within 10 feet of an enemy. But it'd be like I'm creeping my way up there. 
I mean, you can indeed, but right now you hear cries for help. Sure sounds like shit's popping off, so probably I think we not should the time. Make haste. Uh, I will point out uh, one thing. Uh, when I say cries for help, they appear to be coming from one voice. It's not multiple people. It's one person crying multiple times. Hmm. So, Any certain language? It's common. Uh, um, it, it is common. If anybody wanted to make a perception check on the way up there, I might uh, see if you'd notice a few things. Uh, 21. Well, nope. 31. 20. Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> 18. <laughs> Uh, actually, some decent rolls here, as well as an amazing one. So let me start <laughs> with the decent rolls. Um, you recognize this voice. Oh. Like, I know this voice. I think I have this album. <laughs> uh, and, and as a matter of fact, maybe you do. Uh, you you are certain this is uh, the voice of one person that is very familiar to you. Now, Garrick, it's immediate with you. You hear the voice, and you know when you're like watching a movie, and an actor comes on, and you hear the voice first, and you just know who it is, and because you just they just stand stand out. There's nobody that sounds like them. That's exactly what this is for you. As soon as you hear it, you're like, I know who that is. That's Idris Elba. No one else sounds like that. <laughs> exactly. It is is very much. Uh, and remember, this is the voice of a traveling bard and trader known as Kisk Gummo. I know that voice. Yep. He goes by Gummo the Great, or at least he encourages everybody to call him that. He wanders from village to village with a flute and a bag of holding. He is mostly welcome in Kafnir. Uh, his silver tongue and shrewd deal-making have brought around uh, several ac accusations of swindling, but most enjoy his tales and music. That's the bard. Which bard? Gummo. Hmm. Oh, oh, perhaps yes. we can tarry a moment. I caught his album <laughs> at the Megalo Shopping. <laughs> Right, I'd know that cry for help anywhere. I don't know why I keep talking about King of the Hill. Tonight. You know, I, I have been looking for him. He sold me some stock in, in something he called a corporation. <laughs> I didn't fully explain it, but um, I've been waiting for something called dividends, <laughs> but so far nothing. And no. you thought all those words were real. Well, I mean, <laughs> they, they certainly sound authentic. Stocks, dividends, these are imaginary. Hmm. <laughs> It's, he, he describes something called late-stage capitalism. Does that mean anything to anyone? Did he use the words trickle-down? Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. Ah. yes. <laughs> See, the rich get very rich, and That's, then that, that the wealth flows. That old chestnut. Well, I mean, wealth is heavy. Gold's heavy. Yes. So it makes sense it would fall down. I, I see. I yes. see. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, what weighs more, a pound of feathers or a pound of gold? I have no idea what you've just asked me. All right, we'll move on. I mean, it has to be the gold, right? Yes. Ponder it. Yes. So, well, I mean, it's, it's a scripture. It's a proverb. I mean, frankly, that's a rather dumb question. The gold is very heavy. I, I don't have any of that because I gave all of it to him. But it's heavy. It was heavy. I can't afford either. So do you guys want to go in and see if you can help? Yes. Gummo the Great? Definitely. Maybe I'll have my dividend. <laughs> Um, as you make your way into the village, uh, you see Gummo the Great standing on top of one of the earthen mounds. He's currently wielding his rapier and holding at bay a pair of giant centipedes that seem intent on making a meal out of him. Oh, not what I thought. Oh, those are, those are very spicy. I at first was like, it's time to reason with them. You may want to reconsider. There's a lot of fat there. I was expecting hobgoblins. 
So as you guys approach from up here, this is one of the earthen mounds. There's a doorway here underneath, but he's kind of up on top of it, trying to kick them back and push them away so they cannot climb up on the mound and get to him. And he's retreating. It's only a matter of time until one of them manages to grab a hold of him, pull him down. Earthen mounds, you say? Mm-hmm. Are those common in this area? Uh, this is where the goblins normally live. Oh, this is, okay. This is the village. Uh, uh, this is how they live. They kind of build them up and cover them in earth to, you know, make it warmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking of like ancient barrows that might contain I treasure mean, or whites. Or someday they might. Mm, yes. Mm. But now these are fairly new. I see. As you guys move up to help Gummo the Great, I believe Garrick is going to be the first one to rush in. Well, well, well. I will reach over, and as I'm, I'm sure uh, Scratch is going for his, his rapier, I'll grasp the uh, the hilt of it, and I will cast, uh, cast Magic Weapon Ooh. on the only party member who has a sword but me. Um, Taris is with you. Take care of him. And then I will go ahead and cast Guidance on Thorgrim. No. Get angry. But I don't think there's any reason for me to get angry. They're just a couple of centipedes. They should be easily dispatched. I really need you to get angry right now. I was planning not to get angry until, you know, I'm learning to calm myself. That that centipede said you couldn't count how many legs it had. What? <laughs> Sons, yes, he meant it personally. Sons I getting, couldn't count. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> There's so many of them. Wait, was that an insult that he said to me? Yes. It seems outrageous. He shouldn't do that. He doesn't even know me. I mean, if he knew me, then that's fine. That's one thing. But he doesn't even know. Me. Well, that's rude. That makes me very angry. He shouldn't do that. <laughs> I'll charge. Uh, <laughs> so if you could move me up on that first one there. Uh, charge rage, and uh, we're going to do a bite at him. Uh, once again, he'd swear that my my uh, fangs have, have elongated because it, it's got that, you know, you see in horror movies whenever there's a monster and all of a sudden it has a normal, it's a normal sized mouth and then it just pulls back and reveals this disturbing face full of fangs. That's what it Yep, it's going to get ugly. Remember, you got guidance. We're at uh, 32. That's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. So often in times like these, the Dio music starts playing in my head. All right. Well, it's 333. Fuck you, you pieces of shit. Where does your anger dump come from? My dice. It's from me, the player. Now I am enraged. 27 points in. All right, so as you charge Rage in and go to bite him, the whip-like tail on the centipede that you didn't expect comes around and kind of stabs at you Mm. as they do have an attack of opportunity. Little bastard. He is going to get you for a seven damage. Seven damage? Mm Mm-hmm. And give me a fort save. Be no problem. No, oh, actually, I did pretty good. I was saying that in full 23. Uh, you succeed, mm-hmm. but you feel that poison pump into your body. Mm. But you're able to fight it off. Uh, ow, that's ow, that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> uh, ah. 
it hurts. He's grabbing where he got uh, bitten and, and kind of jumping about a little bit because of the stinging, and his eyes happen to lock on with scratch uh, behind him. And, and once again, it's just sort of the googly eyed ah, look. And I'm sure it's disconcerting to scratch. Like, why the fuck is he looking at me? <laughs> and that's. Scratch sort of looks at him confused. He's just going to start moving towards the other human centipede. <laughs> no, that's something different, Scratch. Yeah, that's, <laughs> if, that, if, if the podcast is involving that, I am leaving. <laughs> that comes later. <laughs> well. And then I am going to, or Scratch is going to, uh, let's see. Nick, myself, <laughs> will stab this beast. Yeah. Uh,. Tumble behind. This is what our parents warned us about. We're not going to tell what's real and what's fantasy. It's like mazes and monsters. Yep. Tom Hanks. Poor young Tom Hanks. But turns out those people from the Satanic Panic were right. First action was move, and then while I get up to him, I'm going or Turk, Turk, Jesus Christ, Scratch is going to tumble uh, over around, bam, and be ready for the third attack and i'm going to try my first action or attack action no oh, there we go i was gonna say you get a plus one to this from magic weapon but uh now don't the weapon is also though a striking weapon so thank you thank you so you'll get an extra weapon damage die and that was a nat 20 oh, oh that's hot Fuck me. that's hot all right Twenty-six plus what? Eight. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Thirty-four. <laughs> Jesus Four. H. That was a lot of finger That's Arkansas math. Good damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after I do my awesome tumble over and say huzzah, I'm going to just go with a slash and a slash. I look over at Turk, and I'm saying, "Hey, bud!" Oh, that's not my voice. Gee, mm. <laughs> that's Hi my there. voice. Hi there, bud. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> God dang it! All right, Turk, a little assistance, please. Well, since you asked so nicely, and Turk's already floated his deck of cards, and he's like, "Hmm, gnolls and rat folk and bugs." I think this party needs a peacock. And he floats the peacock card to the top. And appearing next to the uh, bug that Scratch is facing. Because Scratch, as so nicely, appears this little multicolored imp with bright colored stripes. And he looks the bug in the face. And the bug looks quizzically back. And light emanates from both eyes and the mouth of the peacock. As it represents magic missile at three actions. <laughs> for 12 damage. Nice. I believe uh, uh, it is your turn to rebuttal, Bug. Well, before we get to the bugs, you're going to have to tell me how that goes. Oh, Ooh. so like the bug, like the peacock tilts his head to the left and the bug matches it. The peacock tilts his head to the right and the bug matches it. And the peacock opens its mouth wide as does the bug. And then the peacock just vomits death down its throat <laughs> as its head explodes. <laughs> well, that was awful. But the other bug on the other side didn't see any of that. So as far as he knows, his companion is still battling away and winning the fight. 
So it has Thorgum is its only option. So the first thing that's going to happen is that Tail's going to whip around and try to stab him one more time. He's going to miss. And with that, the mandible comes in and tries to bite the knoll. And that is also going to miss by, but not near as much. And it has nothing else to do but uh, take another attack here, which is also going to miss. It It just can't find purchase. Thorgum is surprisingly quick for as big as the knoll is. And the centipede fighting for its life. Suddenly the turns have tabled, as it were. Well, well, well. But Garrick, you're a little ways away, but you have an opportunity here. Mm. So does the elevation from this mound of dirt, does that provide any cover from where I am? Um, you have line of sight, but if if you're doing an attack roll, you would have some cover. Here. Mm. I would. I was thinking about doing the ranged spell attack, but... Yeah, I, I would apply some cover there, but not a lot. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to cast Needle Darts. Shards of Shards of metal rain down on his leggy. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> you shoot yourself in the face. He's so calm. No, no. No, no biscuits. I'm just, I'm just used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I don't even feel it anymore. <laughs> Dude, I feel that. Yeah. Uh, and, and I will go ahead and uh, I'm going to cast Guidance this time on uh, Scratch. And then look over at Thorgrim and be like, right behind you. <laughs> Not sure he's getting any of this. Uh, I'm going to uh, attempt to just uh, bash this thing. Yeah, I wish that would have fallen off the table. That would have been a little bit better. <laughs> so I missed on the first attack. Second attack, uh, maybe. Um, yeah, it should. Yeah. Uh, still, I'm not guidance yet, am I? Uh, nope. Yeah, that's a real shame because that appears to be. I'm looking at this number over and over again, like it will change. Looks like it's an 18. Mm. You know what an 18 is? One less than I need. Now, Sean, <laughs> I believe you crit it last round. Did that do anything? No. Oh well. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to trip it. See, if, surely one can trip a a bug. Hundred-legged creature. But a 19 on a trip attempt. Exactly what you need. Hey, it goes upside down, belly up. A good high assurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as you manage to sweep the legs. <laughs> Fancy. Sweep the legs. <laughs> Fancy. Just one long spin kick. It's just like tap, 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 tap. <laughs> it's like dominoes. It, just, it takes like six full seconds for it to follow. As I'm kind of bouncing around trying to, you know, get my, you know, get a hold of him and flip him on his back. Um, you know, I, that fancy maneuver makes me think of the, uh, uh, of the rattling who's always bouncing around and sliding in and out. Uh, well, that's not a bad, uh, sliding <laughs> through the square of a creature and coming up <laughs> behind it. And he glances over at scratch. I, I'm trying to salvage this shit. Wasn't man. that your second action? No, I attack, I missed twice and then I, uh, oh, you missed tripped. twice. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, and scratch. So what would I need to alley you over? Uh, if you're going to some sort of events, if you're going to do some sort of like acrobatic kind of tumble, then fun. it's acrobatic. Sure. All right, once or three times, like bing, bing, bing. no, I'll let you do it once. It's, okay. it's all part of one movement. So, ooh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Okay. So that's... I want a really good description okay. of what you do. I see that number on the dice there, <laughs> and I know what your bonus is. That's a really high number okay. at this level. But I want a description with it. Give me so, something to make me proud, Nick. Scratch looks around and realizes this is a far loop. I think I'm just going to go up. So as a rat, I'm going to start my climb. I'm going to dig in my claws and get up a good jump with my back legs and a good force up. So I'm going to go over the first. And then when I get onto the second loop, uh, what is that, hump? Yeah, it, it's just like a carb. Oh. I'm just going to leap off into the air, sort of like a ninja. So I'm be like, and then like the light glistens against my rapier. Yeah. Then I'm going to go straight down, but I'm wanting to try and stab as I go down. Here's what I'm going to give you, because you rolled so well. That would essentially be, in my mind, a crit success. So I'm not only going to let you successfully acrobatics over the mound, but I'm also going to let that count as you getting your panache. Okay. Noise. All right. So you, you have successfully fainted to this creature as well. All right. Now let's see here. Jeez Louise, Papa Cheese. <laughs> like, I think I wasted that. I'm going to be like, ah, crit is, one. Yep. Is that your god, Papa Cheese? Jeez <laughs> <laughs> Louise, Papa very, Cheese. Very primitive people, you see. Jesus Christ. Well, pretty let's good. Let's see here. Jesus Where Jesus am I at? Your weapon has a, a plus one from the 13 spell. and a 13, so that's 26. 27. Because 27. Oh! Doesn't make a huge difference, but. Oh, and, except it does. Except that it does. Rich. Because their armor class is 19, but they are uh, flat footed, which drops it down to 17. Mm. So that is another crit. That's good crit. Yeah, I'm doing the robot very it. shittily in my chair right now. <laughs> is that what you call it? <laughs> May I have a, a D6 or D8? Sorry. There it is. <laughs> I was looking for my fourth one. All right. <sighs> good Lord. Please. <laughs> Let's see here. Is that seven? Am I looking at that right? Yep, it's yeah. as good right. as your last roll, but it's not bad. No. Oh, there's another six over there. 16 plus 13. So. No, 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 no. What? Oh, wait. Nope. 18. 18? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So what is that? 24. Four. 26. Six. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> He's on morphine. What's your excuse? <laughs> Arkansas. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, yeah. 26. 18 plus 26. Eight. Points of damage. So how's it go, Scratch? Holy camoli. <laughs> so as I go down, thank you, by the way, for tripping them. Yeah. I just reach forward, and as I'm going down, I start from the top of his neck, I guess is a centipede have. Thorax. Thank oh. you. From the thorax and just work my way down and just hear the little over the little bumps of his stomach. And then he's filleted open. I'll be like, and that's the heart. <laughs> and this here is his lungs. <laughs> meat. 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 Hey, little rap oak, did you just kill that thing? And you're like, I'm a flayed so. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Try the meatloaf. And as the din of combat dies down, indeed, the figure on the top, Gummo the Great, 
Hey, thanks for the assist there, everybody. I, uh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Copyright. Edit that out. <laughs> uh, you, you, you came along at a timely moment. How the hell did you end up here? Well, I, I wandered in just a little while ago and found everyone dead. Looks like since early yesterday, it'd be my guess. Uh, I found these two feeding on the corpses. Well, I found one of them anyway. The other one kind of found me. Uh, I thought I could take the one, but, well, I was hard-pressed with two. I tried to make a break for it when I spotted you four coming in. If you see any hobgoblins, six of them. Nah, there there's nothing but got-dead goblins here. Damn it, we might be too late. Hmm. Are you eating that thing? Well, just, yeah, the, it's like land shrimp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Delicious. You want some? <laughs> Although, I think it may not have fully digested the goblins yet. There's <laughs> <laughs> some... Thick bits in there. So, the thing in line in the middle is a digestive tract. You want to avoid that. I um, agree. Wait, did you say that they were dead, all of them? It would seem so. Slaughtered the entire village? I gotta finish checking. There's a couple of them I ain't been in yet, but. You should look around, see if anyone but, might still be alive. But there's a lot of dead goblins and a lot of footprints around here. I don't know who come in and killed them, but there's a whole bunch of them. You know, Gumo, I'm starting to associate you arriving with terrible things. Well, Tarnation, that's just a, that's just a mighty unfortunate. I, I swear, I'm just a good fellow. I'm nothing but a southern lizard folk who like to sing music, you know what I'm saying? Now, I believe there was something about a, a pyramid business opportunity you were going to tell us about. Something about dividends. <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm always looking for a, a good opportunity to earn some coin, but... As much as I'd say it right now, right now we got more important things to look at. Like, who in the hell marched all this many people in here and kill all these goblins? Yeah. That's exactly what I would like to know. Yes, yes, we need to, someone mentioned it. We need to see if anyone's still alive. We'll spread out, start looking around. And indeed, there aren't very many of these barrel-like shelters that they, they built and, and lived in. And every one of them is just a grim scene of slaughter. Doesn't look like they were given much quarter and given much mercy. Now, you don't know for sure, but you do seem to be coming up a little short on numbers. You don't know exactly how many goblins lived here. But all in all, you find maybe a little over 20 corpses, and there could have been close to 40 goblins living here, so it's a little short. Can I look and see if there are any tracks that lead away from the village? By all means, if anybody wants to make a survival check to read the tracks in the area... I'll guidance you. Uh, then that would be a 21. 23. Okay, uh, I am going to give each of you something different. So Thorgrim actually rolled slightly higher. So something you didn't notice on the way up because, you know, Gummo the Great was in distress and you didn't really look around well, is that he's right. The, the number of footprints is quite staggering, actually, to the point where you can't make them out. There's enough footprints that it's hard to make out any individual tracks. You you see quite a few, and you see different species as well. You're wow! How many people wandered through? This wasn't six hobgoblins. This was fifty, maybe more. An army of some sort. Hmm. Uh, you also notice that um, while although everything is just chaos around the little village, you can see where from the west they marched in in formation and marched back out in maybe not a tight formation, but uh, definitely in some formation of or another. Are there goods missing from the the 
the village? Like, um, you know, maybe they had some crude grain storage or anything that's empty or anything like that? Uh, yes. The, as far as you can tell, the, the goods that could easily be carted off have all been carted They've off. They've been pillaged. I mean, there's a fair amount of... And now it's just foodstuffs. Mm-hmm. Like, not that they had really much of anything valuable, but, I mean, there was some equipment here, some metals that are hard to come by, and they could be useful. It was just pretty much food. Large, um, large army needs needs food. Now, Garrett, coming. you notice something a little different. Um, partially because you have the terrain stalker, so you're used to this area. While Thorgrim is trying to, to figure out what's going on all of these tracks and make hide nor hair of them notice these things, you fan out just a little bit further, and you see tracks that you are certain are warg tracks. Several of them that apparently look like they circled the village for at least a little while. They had cavalry. Oh, yes? Those are warg tracks. This is far more significant than six this was an army. On the move. Hey, uh, I can't help but over here and, uh, uh, you said there was, there was, you thought there was only six of them? What made you think that? The witnesses. Witnesses? I, I yes, can't... see, there are people that survive and give detail to other people. We call those witnesses or observers, if you will. Well, I can't, I can't hardly imagine that. You know, I come here all the time. Uh, maybe there's a chance I know who they are. Did you did you meet these witnesses? They were wicks, locked, and tuck. Goblins? Goblins. Yes. I, mean, I hate him so I mean, I've, I've been here in this village a number of times. I ain't never met any goblins by those names. We need to go now. Yes. Uh, agreed. Post-haste. Mm. It's been a ruse. They were not from this village. Hmm. Quickly, quickly. Uh, I'll sling one of the uh, centipedes over my shoulder and suggest <coughs> that we start moving. Just travel light, you know. Yes, I mean, let um, this go to waste. We uh, we don't reload the rifles. We just pick them up off the ground as we go. <laughs> um, the the wick method. Yeah. You just grab <laughs> grab weapons and ammo as you go. Oh no, that is the um, long rifle method uh, from Last of the Mohicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the great. I think the greatest scene in all the film. Avatar. No, you idiot! Less the Mohicans. Less the Mohicans. I know. Oh. Avatar was same thing. Oh my god, I'll stab you. <laughs> I might, I'm was, physically weakened and, we'll, uh, and we'll lose. But. It's true too. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to do? Any questions before you uh, rush back to Kafnir? Why are we trusting Gumo? We hate him, right? All Is me? Just me? I'm the only one? All right. He's harmless. <laughs> you should come with us. Also... Once this is all resolved, I need to ask you about those dividends. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But we got we got some bigger fish to fry, my friend. Well, I agree. But and, yeah. I, and I definitely, if y'all don't mind, if I tag along, I'd like to kind of sort out what's happening in the area. This is my territory, after all. Yeah, fine. If you're coming with, be prepared for danger. <laughs> Danger's my middle name. One of them, anyway. Hmm. See, he changes his name. He can't be trusted. <laughs> so the five of you, now that you have. Gummo the Great in tow, rush back towards Kafnir. You make a little better time on the way back, but once again, the snow makes it uh, a little more difficult for you to, to make good time. But you're willing to press yourselves. And indeed, your heart sinks while only a few miles away. Smoke already rises from Kafnir. As you get close, your fears are confirmed as you see an army has already sacked the village. Several hundred soldiers can be seen ringing the area 
with more still inside the walls. You spot a group of captives being led away, but you dare not get close enough to see who has survived. Kafnir has fallen. Your home is gone. Your friends murdered or taken captive. The lives you worked so hard to build destroyed so quickly. Damn it all, we're too late. Oh, yeah. I can take him. I can take him. No. I can take him. No. no. I can't believe I'm saying this, but that's not very diplomatic of you. Kill. Thorgrim. Thorgrim. Our fight is now not in the hand, but in the mind. To free our friends, we must do the one thing I know how to do well. Insurgency. Okay. I'll, I'll kill them all. I'll kill them all. M- might I recommend that uh, that we get out of here before we get spotted? I see they do indeed have some some cavalry, as your as your work friend here surmised. Agreed. Their sense of smell is keen. Besides, there's nothing we can do right now. But maybe I, I know somebody who can help. I or, have no idea where to go, so I'm all ears. Oh, well, I guess maybe you could help him. You know, he told me I'd find help while I was out this time. Four who lost their home, he said. That's not what I thought he was going to mean, but let's go. We'll we'll figure out your part in this soon enough. All their hearts. All of them. <laughs> I like that energy. <laughs> Focus it, do it long term, you know. Hold a grudge about it. It's still beating. <laughs> he might never stop raging at this point. And with that, the four of you follow Gummo the Great this time, as he leads you somewhere you've never been before. But where that is, we're going to find out on the next episode of the Adventures Vault Podcast. You burned it down on episode two. Shout out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you don't like what you hear, visit the Adventurer's Vault Discord server and let the cast know directly just what you think of them. And while you're there, listen to the exclusive content to see if it's just as bad. The Adventurer's Vault is produced by Night Owl Workshop, LLC. Now go quick, listen to more before I hunt you down.